in order to have a really strong fundamental relationship with your collective thinking brain, you have to know what it is that you bring to the table. Hey you, you're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy award-winning digital media artist, channeling the powers of introspection. You're in the right place if you're mindful about the world you create and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. Hello. As of the time of me recording this right now in my current reality, it is fall 2022 and I'm back for the new rejuvenated moment of the Not Yet podcast. I took a pretty long break in between seasons this time around. Well, relatively, length is relative. I usually take about two weeks to recharge in between seasons. And this time around, I took about a month. And I needed every single bit of it. Thank you so much for your patience and for sending me notes about how much you enjoy the work. Uh, This is why we have a catalog, so that when there are moments of hiatus or moments of rejuvenation, that the support that you need is already there in many ways in the pre-recorded work. So anyway, I'm I'm just really grateful that y'all have given me so much grace in this moment of my life where I've needed a lot of care. And care is what I want to talk with you all about today. I want to talk with you about collective care, individual care, and where those two can potentially interact with one another. In Western thinking, we have this concept of the individual, um, that hyper-individualism is the way. And you can look to lots and lots of years of colonialism and (laughs) capitalism for that. But I do not think that that is inherently negative. I do not think that individual strength or individual powers or individual purpose is bad. Um, I think whenever we see chaos or violence happening as a result of that, it is due to an imbalance because every single thing that exists, exists with purpose. It's just about figuring out how much or how little feels with the vibe of what you're going for. Uh, I personally have been in a huge wave of transitioning from individual thinking to collective thinking over the past few years in particular, but this last month of rest for me has been a revelation or a re-revelation of the importance of combining the strengths of both in my life. I'm speaking to you out of Houston, Texas right now. I am usually based in Durham, North Carolina. However, a whole whole bunch of my family lives in Texas, uh, and I am particularly in the side of my family that very much embraces collective thinking. Um, Everyone lives 10 minutes away from one another. Everyone shows up for everyone's volleyball games. Um, And whenever there's anyone that needs anything, people show up in the groves, (laughs) in the groves to be there with their physical body uh, when possible, with their minds and their skills when the physical presence is not there. And... I have needed this 
I've needed this and it does not mean that it has not been a shock to my system because it's not the way that I have built a lot of systems in my life with that expectation that there's going to be groves of people showing up with me physically. And I imagine that since you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking a lot about the relationships in your life and how they help you become the person that you want to be no matter at what stage in life you are at when it comes to who you're supposed to be or who you want to be or who you're meant to be. And the one question that I want to ask you right now before we dive into, you know, the difference between individual thinking and collective thinking, the pros and cons, is what does it mean to find the benefits of both in your life? And what does it mean to create the benefits of both in your life? Because, you know, I'm all about intention. (laughs) I'm all about intention. So let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, Individual thinking. When I think about individual or individualist thinking, uh, I think about personal strengths. What are the unique skills, interests, and values that you bring to the table in your life? Whether that is you showing up at work and you're like, okay, here's what my job description says I'm supposed to do. And of course, it's a laundry list of things that no single human is naturally capable of. Uh, What is it that I'm actually really good at that I thrive in? uh, And how can I make that thing that I thrive with work for me? And... Uh, In a personal sense, you know, outside of work, individual thinking could be, okay, I live in this home in a family, or maybe I live with roommates, or maybe I live with my partner, and it's just the two of us. What is it about the way that I can contribute to this home that we created or in the process of creating that is very unique to me? Um, For example, I, I went on a trip with my sister-in-law a couple of weeks ago. We went to Costa Rica and it was her birthday. And I wanted to be able to give her something for this trip that was very, very much mine um, and very, very much something that she would benefit from and appreciate. And what I ended up landing on is I was going to be the group photographer. (laughs) Uh, I love photography. I was actually uh, a staff photographer for the New York City Mayor's office for a bit. Um which was a natural transition from my interactive documentary work. And what I love about photography as someone who is pretty introverted is that it allows me to be a part of the sauce. I can be in the social space and even celebrate it or highlight the bits that are so exciting or thrilling or beautiful to me without necessarily having the pressure of being in constant conversation with people. Um, People get to remember me as the person who was there and alive and thriving uh, without the, the pressure. So I chose to be the photographer for the trip. And that decision was directly in line with my individualist thinking because I knew, okay, this is something I am very talented at and I know it's something that I uniquely can bring value to when it comes to this trip and it was a blast. Uh, I had a great time because I was doing something I loved and that I was good at and everyone else loved it because they got to have their IG moments and (laughs) they knew whenever I was coming around with my camera it was time to you know get your angles right and now we have all of these beautiful memories 
all these beautiful memories in a beautiful photo album. And who knows if it would have shown up as seamlessly or as clearly if I weren't so in tune with what my unique skills and interests are. And when it comes to collective thinking, collective thinking is what does it look like for you to contribute to a group? What are the needs of the group? What are the hopes of the group? What direction is the group heading in? And how do you fit or support a lot of these dreams by being your unique self? So if you haven't caught on, these two are inherently linked. It's a yin and yang. It's a pro and con. It's a binary system. It's on or it's off. It's always related. Um, In order to have a really strong, fundamental relationship with your collective thinking brain, you have to know what it is that you bring to the table and vice versa. But the thing about collective thinking is it also requires you to um, not so much dampen, but at the very least, recognize what of your individualistic quote-unquote needs, I put needs in quotes, are actually needs and how much of them are aspirations or desires or wants or interests. Um, Because when it comes to contributing to the whole, um, I'm learning more and more every day, uh, it challenges your ego, (laughs) To put it very simply, um, it challenges a lot of assumptions that you make about what is right and what is wrong. Um, you recognize that there, the line between good and bad, good and evil, happy and sad, are pretty blurred. And it's a lot more nuanced to make decisions about what the next step is going to be than it would be if it were just you. Because there's more information involved. Um, I'm reminded of a West African proverb about about how if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, you go together. And when I think about going far, and it could be in travel, it could be like as just like a unit, as a family. I think about going with ease. I go, I think about going with satisfaction. I think about going with purpose. Um, And I, you know, there's still time left for me on this earth for me to revise this opinion, but I'm really at a place right now where I don't see the point of going if I'm going alone, of going anywhere if I'm going alone. Whether that is with my business or whether it's with my art or um, even even something as intimate as the relationship that I have with myself, I don't want to go alone. Um, and I used to think that it was a, a fear of being alone, a fear of being by myself, but that never really quite clicked because as I mentioned earlier, I am an introvert. I love spending time with myself. My own company is delightful. But as far as my journey in an existential sense um, and also in a practical sense, what's the point if you're doing it by yourself? If you've made this big, beautiful creation 
um, if a tree falls in the middle of the forest and no one is there to hear it fall, did it really fall? I mean, yeah, it did, but why? Um, there's so much experimentation that happens in the pursuit of individualistic thinking and in the pursuit of collective thinking. It's a touch and go. Um, but this is me sending my very best wishes to you um, in this pursuit of happiness uh, because this experimentation can be pretty fun. Now, I've already stated individualistic thinking and collective thinking are inherently linked. And that is a lovely truth to just hear or read written out. But like, what does that actually mean? (laughs) You know, Uh, and to help you discover what that means for you, I ask you the question, how would you approach your relationships with the truth that you are already whole exactly as you are, that you're not broken, even if you're struggling, even if you're having a hard time, even amidst uncertainty, that you are entirely whole. Your approach to uncertainty, how you respond, is uniquely yours. And there is a contribution to that as well. Even like your worry, which is something that I don't think is an entirely helpful (laughs) uh, emotion to feel, is yours uniquely. And it is your brain and your body letting you know that things are not at a place where you're familiar And the unique way that you worry (laughs) is also yours. And that contributes to the whole as well. So how would you approach your relationships with the truth that you're already whole exactly as you are, no matter what state that you're in? That is a question I've been asking myself a lot lately, especially um, being home. You know, this is the longest that I've been home, home in my adult life, uh, of like really being involved in the ecosystem and the network and really finding my place in it. And it's been delightful. And one of the most delightful things about it um, has been entering into the space or rather re-entering into the space as an adult with a somewhat clear understanding of what my contribution can be or what I want my contribution to be. Because I can walk in and be like, hey, okay, so I know that I am an early riser. (laughs) I know that I'm an early riser and I know that the first thing that I want to do is work out in the morning. So I can be on the lookout of like, okay, where in this ecosystem does it make sense for me to do these things that I already want to do and how can me doing whatever it is that I already want to do that's me contribute to the whole or not even the whole whole because you know family's really big or at least my family's really big but even just one person just like finding that moment of recognition of hey this is important to me it's also important to you what happens if we do it together and that's something that I do with like working out, for example. That's why I brought it up because my father is also very, very active. Uh, but I didn't realize just to the extent of how active he was because we don't live together. Um, but because I know that like being in movement and in relationship with my body is so important to me, I was able to recognize in an instant that that's something that my father values just by being around him. Um, and now we can support one another. We can work out together. We can wake up in the early morning together and share 
like a bond built on something that's beautiful that we enjoy, which just strengthens our relationship. Um, and even down the line, potentially inspires other members of our family to enjoy movement as well. Um, that's something that uh, really comes up to me when I think about when I think about how we can enjoy our lives, you know, uh, when you know the clear way that you want to make your mark uh, in your immediate, you know, ethos, your relationships. But that same principle also applies when there's struggle, when there's strife, when there's a challenge, when you're not entirely sure what you want or who you are or how you want to show up. That collective thinking provides a bit of a home base, a bit of consistency, a bit of support. So wherever you are wavering, you can lean on something that is more structured than your uncertainty. Everyone is not meant to be everything, and that also includes you. I want to say that one more time. Everyone is not meant to be everything, and that includes you. So when you're having a moment of just not knowing what's next for you or not knowing what you're supposed to be contributing or just feeling uncertain in general, take that as a marker of your humanity and remember that you're not alone. And recognizing that there's something that you don't have is an opportunity for you to see it externally. That's why we have community. That's why we have support systems. That's why, you know, we're living our mindful lives and we're aware of what we don't have so we can find it. Because if we actually are everything, um, if we actually are our own divine representations of the universe, every single thing Every single concept, no matter how big or complex or small and sweet, you have the capacity to hold. It's just a matter of if you allow it in. So it's time to celebrate what you bring to the table and also celebrate what others bring to the table. And I also want you to acknowledge where there is crossover and opportunity for you to adapt, to engage, to release to let go, um, and be in the flow of that movement. We are in collectively a time of intense shift. Um, that pandemic that we went through slash are continuing to go through, it was only the beginning. Um, it was the beginning of a completely new way of thinking about life, a new way of valuing life. It was our wake up call from the earth. <laughs> um, one of many I assume will continue to come and we can take that as an opportunity to adjust our approach or we can take that as an opportunity to live in fear or we can take that as an opportunity to uh, acknowledge how little we do know. There's so many ways you can respond to something as massive as a global upheaval of being and all of them are okay just in the interest of not driving yourselves crazy. Uh, what does it look like to see the opportunity in the present moment? I personally am interested in going far, going with ease, going with satisfaction, 
going with purpose. Um, not so much going quickly anymore. Uh, and I'm happy to say that. I, I think my quick moment was quite a wild ride and I reached a lot of amazing experiences going that way. I met so many wonderful people going that way. Uh, my life up until this moment has felt a bit like a pinball machine, you know, where you go beep, beep, boop, 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 all over the place, hitting things, learning new things, gathering new momentum, making lots of sirens, siren and lights light up. And with that comes a lot of awakenings and self-recognition and even external recognition. Uh, and now things are starting to buzz a little bit. I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm at a hum. And it's delightful here. Uh, so I want to share that frequency with you and how individualistic thinking versus collective thinking is contributing to this transition for me when it comes to my approach to uh, life. Yeah. As always, I am wishing you the very best. Um, and I want deeply for you to find one moment, one opportunity today, even if it's five minutes, to do something that is unapologetically for you. And I ask you the question of how that thing that you did for yourself is contributing to your collective. If you enjoy listening to these podcast episodes, then you will definitely enjoy my bi-weekly newsletter where I send you love notes from me to you every two weeks directly into your inbox. You can sign up for my newsletter at notyetseries.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom where it says join the PPI club. That's for Page Polk International. And you'll get these love notes directly in your email. And I even share ideas about what I'm up to, how to live a mindful, purposeful life, and what events I'm creating. Um, if you've been listening, you know this past summer, I worked with the sexual wellness brand, Dame Products, to put on an event series all about pleasure through the lens of your mind, body, and spirit really just reimagining what it means to live a pleasurable life. So if you want to hear about events, opportunities like this and other media resources that I'm putting out there in the world of intentional living, sign up for this newsletter. I'm telling you it's value filled because I'm all about intention. Notyetseries.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom and sign up for the PPI club. Until next time. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olguin, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community.